Say the line. Say the line. Welcome to Vinyl Verdict. I'm Bell. I'm Jamie. I'm Ploof. And this week, is it's a sad day. Do you know why? Because we're talking about Smash Mouth, but not Astro Lounge. <laughs> I thought it was going to be because we have to talk about another Sky album. Oh, Ploof, tell us about uh, the album you've chosen today. Uh, yeah, we're listening to their deb- Smash Mouth's debut album that was recently released on vinyl for the first time, Fush You Mang. Fush You Mang. Uh, pronounce it? I say Fush You Mang, yeah. Fush? Fush? No, because it's like a, it's like Fush You Mang, like it's a it's drunken Al Pacino, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fush You Mang, like he's drunk. I never heard, I oh. never watched Scarface. never seen oh, okay. Scarface, three hours long. Well, what? Yeah. Tony yeah, Montana. It's a good, it's a good movie. I'm Tony Montana. Yeah, they, that that's talks? close enough. Yeah, sure. basically. Yeah. Um, this album came out in 1997, three years after the band first formed. They're composed of the late Steve Harwell on vocals. Rest in peace. Yep. Paul Delisle on bass and backing vocals, Greg Camp on guitar and backing vocals, and Kevin Coleman on drums. Um, they've also got some additional personnel or additional cats as the crediting on the album states because wow. yeah this is kind of sort of a Scott album barely oh boy um, i mean barely it, there's there's horns on like a few songs it's a Scott punk album yeah, it's like a I, i'd say it's more of a punk than a Scott album punk yeah pop punk you're pop punking punk. me right now okay go no, on. no no we'll Tell get us to with these cool cats anyway yeah we've got uh <laughs> Uh, Eric Valentine on keyboards, percussion, and groovy noises, whatever that might mean. Um, Les Harris on saxophone, John Gibson on trumpet, and John Gove on trombone. Um, Yeah, I I first listened to this album a year or two after release. My uncle took me and my cousins on a road trip with our grandparents, and uh, we listened to it in his car, like, all the time. Um, and I kind of, you know, I, I actually liked Smash Mouth from the get-go. I really enjoyed this. I remember when Astro Lounge came out, their second album, which has the big... The, it's a, really just a better album. I don't know. It's got some good songs on it, but I still like the first one more. Um, but it's got, you know, All Star, which they got big for and then basically hey sold out on. Waste, Radio, Come On, Come On. Really just 90%. Other than Walking in the Sun, it's all their good songs. I don't know. Roadman's good. Roadman. <laughs> Ocean Roadman. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a band who, at least to me, they put out a couple of cool, like, groovy, punky albums, and then they basically just sold out to cash in on a few big songs and the fame of All Star and I'm Shrek. A, I'm a believer. Yeah, I, I'm That's a believer. Yeah. Um, they also did the cover <laughs> for uh, Why Can't We Be Friends on the end of this one, Bad. which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. I actually no, kind of like it. It's one of the worst covers of Why Can't We Be Friends. I've I actually ever. like it. I actually like it, but we'll get to there. Um, it's the only cover of Why yeah. Can't We Be Friends. Uh, it, it's, it's wild to me that these guys got so famous, but All Star was huge when I was a kid. I remember it was like the fourth grade. Hey, no. One of our assignments was like do an interpretive dance or something. Oh, God. And, oh, God. And, and the, one of the people in our group chose All-Star. I can't remember what the hell we did. Well, remember, Shrek was huge. Not quite yet. This is like 99. Shrek was out in 2001, I think. All-Star was popular before Shrek? Yeah. That's crazy. Right? It was big on the radio. Shrek is love. Yeah, Shrek is life. Yeah. Um, it was huge on the radio, and like that's maybe why they chose it. I had no idea. Later. I just assumed yeah. it was because of Shrek. No, Shrek, Shrek was so big. Shrek blew it up like mm. even further than what it already was, but it was already pretty popular. We'll talk more time. about this in the Astro Lounge episode when that eventually comes out. When it happens, up, you know, because this was like the, what, 20 or 20th, 25th anniversary release, so I'm really hoping, because I'll buy Astro Lounge as well. 100%. I still like, I do like We Astro all Lounge. bought uh, Man, you Mang. So. Yeah. Yes. I never even heard it before. I was like, oh, it's Smash Mouth. I'll probably like The only it. song yeah. I knew on it was why, um, 
Walking on the Sun. 100%. Oh, such a great song. I it, thought it was Astro Lounge. No. So I just like bought it. I was like, oh, good. Yeah. You know what the worst <laughs> part about this album is? Walking on the Sun doesn't sound like anything else on the album. No, it not really. It sounds like Astro Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it does sound more like Astro Lounge, yeah. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately, Steve is gone now. He passed away, what, earlier this year? Or well, last year, yeah. I guess? Late Complications yeah, late of 2023. being a heavy drinker for yeah, his entire life. He became, yeah, he lost his son and became an alcoholic and never recovered. You know, he didn't lose him as young as I realized. Oh, he was only like six months old or something. Yeah, and I mean, that's still losing. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I just, um, I don't know. I thought I always thought he was older than that. Um, but yeah, then him and his wife divorced. He struggled with alcoholism. Uh, he did some heinous stuff near the end there. Yeah, I saw him live. Uh, yeah. Probably 2017, 2016. Incredible. Uh, I'm jealous. Good singer. Band, good performers. Yeah. He was kind of creeping weird, though. And totally. like clearly wasted. He kept calling out ladies that he saw earlier to like come to his <laughs> hotel later. And he like brought kids up on stage, which is fun. But then he like kind of danced with them weird. And it was like, okay, this is odd. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a weird vibe. And it was supposed to be a meet and greet. But they just peaced out after. Wow. Uh, and didn't see anybody. Yeah. Uh, which upset a lot of like younger people or people yeah. on... Uh, with dis- disabilities and stuff like that, yeah, which was upsetting. Uh, but I've never actually really listened to Smash Mouth outside of Astro Lounge. Like even this album, I know a couple of the songs because they sure. were so popular. But like, never listened to anything after or before. And this album is pretty decent. I have never listened to anything past Astro Lounge. Like I don't know if they've even released albums after the fact. They sure have. Fact, I, fact many. They're, they're probably whatever. <laughs> Probably even pretty mid. They have a Christmas album. What? Mistletoes. Okay, okay. Oh, I have to buy the Christmas album. 100%. That's going to be next yeah. year's Christmas If episode. they release it on vinyl, I'll, I'll buy it. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, it finally came out, and I was really excited because I, I love the first album. Um, I think it's my favorite because I tend to lean more towards like punk and ska and, and reggae and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, that's why I chose it. We all we all purchased it, and uh, I, I enjoyed it personally. Jamie, what would you think? It's okay. <laughs> apt no it, it, it's fine it's fine it, it's um i enjoyed it more than i thought i would um the the most most of the album being pop punk pop punk um was sort of uh caught me off guard yeah um it's really fast and fun yeah it's not it's not bad um the cover of why can't we be friends is something that no one asked for <laughs> Um, and it is worse than their cover of I'm a believer, which is interesting because the I'm a believer cover is just basically a note for note cover of the monkeys version, but just like goofier. Yeah. And the monkeys version is already kind of goofy. So anyway, I, I, I didn't hate the, um, um, just like last week's album, it's 12 tracks long. So, and it's about 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's that's, fine. It doesn't overstay anything. Thank what do you think? Yeah, uh, it's a different vibe from Astro Lounge, but you can definitely hear a lot of the signature sounds. I, I call yeah. it on one of the songs specifically, where it's like, oh, that's literally like a song from, uh, or like a, a sound from Astro Lounge used quite a bit. So it's kind of fun to hear the evolution that they kind of gone through and the quirks in their work and uh, Steve Harwell's voice that's so unique, and then yeah. to hear it in a genre that I'm not used to from them. I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, even though it's ska, not bad. Right, it's really lightly ska. There's only a couple, maybe three tracks that actually. No, have a, you can't. You can't backtrack. This is a ska album. It's, it's even like, the cover 
With the, this like, cover is very ska. We'll 100%. talk about it later. This is a ska cover album. <laughs> we'll, talk, yeah, we'll, album talk cover. About, we'll talk about the album cover later. Uh, it is an album from the late 90s. I'll, I'll, it very I'll much, much. very much is. Yeah, it very much is. Uh, and I thought Then the Morning Comes was on this album. Turns no. Turns out it's on Astro. Yeah, that's the on Astro. Then the Morning Comes. Oh, comes. The, the Morning Comes is such a good song. It's great. I, I do love Astro Lounge as well, and I will 100% pick that up when it releases. Yeah, like oh. I said, we will be talking about it. Sure. When when yeah. that happens, because that's then, one of my then the morning will come. That's yeah. one of my formative albums for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have a lot of those formative albums. If you don't listen to that <laughs> in my episodes, I say that frequently. But well, it really made you the man that it was that you are today, that you were today, that you are today, that you will be tomorrow. Have you ever had a dream and when and which and then you win, then can and then you will. <laughs> yeah, and then you then do every night. Even heard yeah. of. Every night you could do anything. <laughs> well, let's let's listen to this one one more time and see if we become any different. Why don't you call? Why don't you call? What an album flow. It really kind of sets the pace. Uh, I love the bass line on this song. And I don't know how they make that weird UFO sound. I'm guessing it's Eric Valentine. He does the groovy sounds. He does the groovy groovy sounds. sounds, (laughs) This is a very ska song. It's a pop. It starts like a pop punk song. Then it goes ska. And then it goes pop punk again. Pop punk. Pop that unlike a ska song though this is good there's yeah. good ska to be fair <laughs> i introduced you guys to some of the like most craziest ska with streetlight oh uh, for sure there, there's yeah, definitely, definitely crazy, yeah. there's definitely some pretty good this stuff is a, there. so dynamic it feels both short and long yeah like, yes. i it's way longer than i expected two minute song to be right but in a good way yeah i was like oh yeah i enjoy this I 100% oh. want this in like a Tony Hawk game back oh, in the day. Oh, this would have yeah. been, this oh, for been sure. fire. I, I understand this this could have been a Goldfinger yeah. Superman if it wasn't in one of those games. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a Goldfinger vibe. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Especially that like groovy section. Do, 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 do. It's yeah, great. It's very Goldfingery. Yeah. Also, uh, like the brief cuts in the ending where it's just the vocals. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, this is good. Florence, can you hear me? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's and it's just about like a guy um, wanting some guy to take his girlfriend back. If that wasn't very obvious from the lyrics. Yes. And that's who Flo is, Florence. Uh, Florence. Then we get Beer Goggles, which is just a fun song about wanting to get laid at the bar. Uh, it's okay. It's short at just over two minutes. I really like the Beach Boys intro. It's got a wavy guitar sound. Right? <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah. does. Um, and I like the backing vocals uh, as a little bridge kind of near the end there. Mm. It, it's okay. You, you know what I really liked about this song? It references the Armor Hot Dogs jingle several times. Does it? I don't, I don't know. know the even armor. kids with chicken pox. Oh, this is I, like even girls with chicken pox. Even girls with chicken pox. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, this is a fun they song. They love Armor Hot Dogs. It's a, it's a fun song. And this is the one where I was like, there's definitely <clears throat> some Astro Lounge in it. Mm. There's like a, the harmonizing and kind of twang right before the pre or right in the pre chorus. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that song is. Um, from radio, that's the song. <laughs> I didn't think about the song because I'm like, I could actually place it right now because I've just heard it. Nice. Uh, is yeah, 100% a sound they use very often. Uh, but I like the song; it's good. Short. It's, a, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I, I like it. I think. I think basically all of these, I would say, it's fun. It's okay of, out of ten. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then we get the big 
song on the album, Walking on the Sun. This feels very 90s. Oh, Even yeah. that like little piano synth sound it, at the beginning. It's got, like, it's got a fuzzy sound. Though. Yeah. It's, fuzzy. it's an awesome power sound. Yeah. I can see this uh, being in that movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. I think the lyrics are really great, and they kind of make you think without being um, like super deep or anything. And it's just a really fun song to sing along to when it comes to the chorus. I read, read an interview about this song, and they said it, the original version was more of a rap song. What? I'm glad they didn't go with that. And they wrote it while they were watching the coverage of the Rodney King incident. Okay. Okay. Well, I, can, I guess so. I can like, see it the, is no, positive I can, lyrics, yeah. I can see the lyrics kind of matching And even that. they go, like, this is just a song, but hopefully it sparks something bigger kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. Even though it's very vibey yeah. for that kind of message. Uh, it's so legendary. It's, again, very Ash and Lunch feeling. I yep. always, Ploof and I argued about before we got the album. Yeah. It's like, it's got Walking in the Sun. And I was like, no, that's Ash and Lunch. It like, no, has like no, a no, vaguely no, no. doorsy, like, yep. bluesy doorsy. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, psychedelic. I think it was the Zombies or the Carpenters or something that someone uh, mentioned to me one day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Steve crushes it on the last verse, especially. He's got a lot of like passion Might in this well one. Be walking on the sun. That's it. Yeah, I like the keyboards and the brass. They really help elevate the song. But it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, the the chorus is just so fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Like listening to it, can't it puts a smile on your face? Right, every time. Um, and then we get let's rock. Let 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 us. It's silly. I, I like the like more reggae start that kind of acts as a fake out, um, and then they go into just like yeah pop punk song. It's interesting enough lyrics with another simple catchy chorus that's just let's rock, <laughs> let's rock, let's, let's rock, let's rock. Yeah, it's a bit too silly for me. I'm not a huge fan, but sure. it's kind of fun. The instrumental a minute eighteen goes so hard. The guitar yeah. like, solo, I was like, but what the hell? This yeah. actually is so good. That's so random. It comes out of nowhere, shreds, and goes back to silly. It's like, okay. It's not even like super complicated or anything, no, it's but it's just, just so it's out of nowhere. The, the, the riff is, yeah. The riff and then they have a good crash does. ending too. So I was yeah. like, okay. There's yeah. some redeeming qualities in this. Yeah, it's got a really great outro. Um, then we get Heave Ho. I love Heave Ho. It's it's about getting kicked out of uh, your place, basically. Your house um, has noise complaints. Yeah, you got a bad, you got, like a, you got a uh, whiny neighbor. Um the lyrics are a lot of fun, and I love the scream near the end. It's, uh, in 38 days, we'll get the old heave-ho. Wow! He just really goes into it. And, uh, yeah, the drums are nuts. Just constant cymbals, if you didn't notice. Yeah. It's just, like, cymbals. Just all the time. All the time. You can't see them, but Floof is flailing. He's <laughs> just playing those sim- the air cymbals. The air cymbals, yeah. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, the guitar riff between the first verse and the pre-chorus is pretty darn good. I'm not a huge fan of the chorus itself, especially not the heave ho section. Sure, but I feel like it all gets redeemed in the bridge and last verse, where they break everything down and come back in screaming for that hard final verse. Like it is just so good. Yeah, it makes up for the first part being kind of unspectacular to me. Yeah, mm. uh, and then we get the fawns. Uh, Another silly song. So yeah. this is this is a reference that doesn't really play. I don't even know if it played back when. Well, in the 90s, there was still references to Happy Days and stuff. Yeah, but, so but I, the Fonz is a character played by Henry Winkler on yeah. the, the 70s sitcom Happy Days. Believe which it or is not, about Henry Winkler was cool back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Henry Winkler is still cool. He seems like a gentleman. I, um, gentleman I wrote, I wrote cool. that too, though. I, I wrote that uh, as someone who has never seen a single episode of Happy Days, I don't get many of the e- references in this song. Um, because, yeah, it's pretty dated. Like, especially today. Yeah. Because you're the Fonz. <laughs> the show hadn't been on for 20 years when, when this uh, this song came out. Yeah. But I understand what he's saying. It, it's it's a song about 
Steve looking up to a guy who's cool. Yeah. Because he isn't cool. And he's using the Fonz as an analog for that. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. It kind of feels like if Smash Mouth made like a Weezer song. Oh, it sure. It has kind of like a Weezer-y feel to it. Yeah, I could see sure. that. Uh, yeah. But I just like the chorus. Because you're the Fonz. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> you're the Fonz. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just silly. Yeah. It's It gets a little repetitive. Um, I like the guitar solo near the end. And I really like the super fuzzy bass. But yeah, other than that, it's okay. Yeah, it's almost four minutes long. Like It is, yeah. it's, it is quite long for a joke. Yeah. Uh, then we get Pet Names. This might be the worst song in the album. I do not like the intro. <laughs> uh, this one's okay. I think it's better than the Fonz, but probably one of the weaker songs. This is 100% a skip. The vocals <laughs> don't do it for me, and the song is pretty generic. <laughs> yeah. And the intro is really bad. It's just about a breakup, uh, if that wasn't super obvious. I think it's like kind of a fun twist, but uh, whatever. It's it's just about pet names. and it's like. Very in, I'm very indifferent to it. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm just X. It's great. Padrino. Oh, I love Padrino. Padrino is Espanol for Godfather. (laughs) The Spanish guitar is really nice, and I would never get rid of the intro, even though it's, like, really long. It is quite long. Um, I think it's kind of really fun subject matter, singing about the mob. Yeah, it's about the mob. Self-referential. When he says, like, oh, I can't be careful, I can't get away with singing a song about the mob or whatever the lyrics are. Uh, It's got a great pace. I like. I just like some of the lyrics, like "Rev up the Lincoln and let's get to drinking some cafino." Cafino. It's a lot of fun. I love Padrino. Acceptable racism, am I right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a funny song. It's goofy but fun to listen to still. Um, unlike some of the past ones, where it's yep. like, "Okay, hey, this is goofy," and I don't want to listen to it. I think the verses are a little boring with the standard kind of ska styling, but the choruses and bridge both feel unique to other ska music I listened to in the past. But that's only like one album. Yeah. So I guess that doesn't mean much of anything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you've been in Italy. I have. Does it sound like this? Does it sound like yeah, this? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it, it all, all sounds like that. They play Spanish guitar in Italy. It's very popular. <laughs> Nervous in the alley. My only note just says, gonzo is a fun word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. got a twangy part at the beginning. It's uh, It's got a really good bass line. Mm. I like the vocalizing about halfway through. It's a really sad song about a young teenage prostitute, or at least a woman who's yeah, really she dies at the end. down on her luck. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, pretty sad when you actually examine the lyrics. Yeah, but Gonzo uh, is a fun word. Gonzo, <laughs> Gonzo again. You know, if you look up "Nervous in the Alley," this isn't the first one that comes up. Oh, really? Uh, Less than Jake <laughs> has a song called "Nervous in the Alley" that came out around the same time. Is it just a cover then? No, they're totally they're different. Nice. completely different nice. songs. Um, and then, well, <laughs> then we get "Disconnect the Dots." I really like the ska vibe. Uh, definitely heaviest on Disconnect the Dots. It's a song about divorce, if that wasn't kind of obvious. Yeah. Um, oh, I love the imagery of Disconnect the Dots. Like, that's such a clever way of putting it. Is. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you connect the dots, you build a relationship, and now it's time to disconnect, disconnect them because it's them. over. It's over. I like the lyrics, though, because it's really hopeful by the end of it. Um, you know, it starts out sad, and then it gets kind of redeemed at the end. My, my only real note on it is this is definitely ska, but oh, yeah. I don't hate it. And yeah, there, there's there's really good ska out there, and it's a pretty wide genre that covers yeah. pretty, especially when there's like first, second, and third wave. Um, I'll pick an album that you guys like at some point that is like <laughs> definitively that's ska. That's a dream, Ploof. That's the dream. Like we've, we've been doing this podcast for a couple of years yeah. now. We'll, one day we'll find an album of one yours day. that we like. I just like picking stuff that I like and I think is interesting, not necessarily. Like, oh, this is a widely acclaimed album that everyone loves. Mm. Um, but then we get Push. Push. 
I would love to see Push live. I think it'd be really fun in the pit. It reminds me of an early Offspring song. Right? Like, it's it's genuinely a bit of a shame to me that Smash Mouth never put out, like, a straight punk or, a like, straight ska, heavier like, pop punk straight, album. Straight anything. Yeah, like, it's yeah. all just kind of a few a genres mishmash. mixed together. Yeah. yeah. I really like the guitar solo around the last third. Um, the change to the don't want to know part near the end is great. I really like the additional vocals and how they don't cut the mic right away, so you can kind of hear one of them say something. The song is not memorable at all. Uh, what? And it is a skip. What? This, this album is 50 minutes long. It's not 50 songs. minutes. There's bonus tracks. Did you listen to the bonus tracks? Uh, I don't listen to the bonus tracks. Okay, so there it's, it's 45 thir- minutes. No, it's 37 minutes, dude. Yeah, they should have like, cut it down even farther. What? <laughs> no. I don't know. We're, we're already on the last song. Yeah, I know. Which is why it, can't either we way, this is too mu- too much, too many throwaway songs. I've only got like one. I think I think that most of them are pretty good. No. Um, uh, you know, it could have been an eight-song album. It could have been an eight-song album. Sure. Well, then we get the weird reggae cover, uh, reggae ska cover of Why Can't We Be Friends. No, no one asked for a ska version <laughs> of a funk or soul song. I actually really like it. I think it's a superior version. No, that's I, not true. I think it's a weird way to end the album, though. It is very weird. Um, that's, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you guys, you guys are talking about. This album ends on a high note. I love it. This is I'd a say- great Smash Mouth song. Yeah. It's super memorable. Very 90s. So. The instrumental around 145 and the alternate chorus is a great twist to use as a sort of bridge. Totally. Where it's like the same, you know, five words. Five words. Uh, just said differently to be a bridge. I think that's very clever. Uh, they say, why can't we be friends 74 times in the song? And yet it doesn't feel repetitive. No. Not to me. It is so, so, so good. Genuinely a feel-good song that, again, will like put a smile on your face easily. <laughs> put yeah. a frown on my face. This song sucks. No way. Wrong. Absolutely I wrong. I love the part when like most of the music kicks out, too, and it sounds like they're just singing in a bar. Yeah, and it goes. That's like the long outro. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, okay, well. Let's talk about the album itself, because it is a piece of work. It is very 90s. It's very ska. It sure is. What a nice release. On, on the front, we've got our classic weird font, Smash Mouth, in red near the top, um, over a starry space scene featuring a purple planet and green car, which is guitarist Greg Camp's 1962 Ford, Fal- like a Ghostbusters car. Ford Falcon Squire Wagon. Squire uh, Wagon. Yeah, apparently that's what it is. Uh, Fush Yu Mang is on the right, written in, in this racist like, font. weird Chinese, Chinese menu font. font. Yep. Yep. Um, a huge parental advisory. <laughs> Is there? Where's the parental advisory? Uh, mine doesn't have it. Oh, the okay, the record does not come. It's with just it. in the the digital version. That yeah. there's a oh. huge parental advisory. It takes up like it's the entire space between the car and the. What? Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. That on. Um, yeah, the, it, it looks like a street sign or something. Uh, the fushy man part. Anyway, on the back um, is uh, a picture of an amp on the same starry background, and then the track split into each side. Mm-hmm. It's a gatefold for a single LP, which is nice. I see it open it but up. The other, I haven't the opened other side is yet. closed off. The other side is closed off. It'd be nice if it included, especially for the 20 or 25th anniversary edition, if yeah, it included like a, a little booklet, booklet or something. Or something. Yeah. But, hey, gatefold for a single LP is always nice. And then on the inside is all the lyrics oh, to the tracks. Uh, oh, that'd be something cooler. Nah, it's but hey, you get lyrics. It would be nice if it was like a nice picture of the band, and then you had a lyric sheet as and you well. You get the writing credits and all that stuff. Yeah, you get the writing credits and all that stuff. I don't want to know who wrote the song. <sighs> I don't yeah. know how it's made. <laughs> um, I want to know how the sausage is made. Weird, weirdly <laughs> enough, the only song that doesn't have lyrics in here is "Why Can't We Be Friends." I don't know if it's because it's a cover. <laughs> it's five words. It's got a title at the end, but that's it. Like it shows the titles of all the songs yeah, and then the lyrics. It, give you it the says lyrics. "Why can't we be friends?" And then that's it. No, no yeah, lyrics after. It's, it's weird. Um, inside, there's a strawberry red with black swirl record in a nice high quality sleeve. 
Yeah. And this thing yeah, does. Yeah, it comes in one of the many yes, sleeves. Yes, yeah. it does. And it's a very beautiful record. I don't know if yeah, you guys it is. It took is yours gorgeous. out. I played mine. I, this was on the turn, too. I think I'm the only one who has not opened theirs. Um, I was tempted to return it. My only. Yeah. <laughs> don't return it. It's great. You know you love Give it. Give it to somebody. Keep um, it for Walking on the Sun. Isn't that pretty, though? Yeah, it's pretty. Can you nice. explain what it is? It's like I, a I just wine said it's color. a red. It's a red with a. No, it's like a wine color. Well, it's, it's like, like, it's like a purple. They, it's translucent. They describe it as a strawberry red with a black swirl. It is translucent. Uh, yeah, it's translucent. It's got. It's got some. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, I will note that my copy of the sound quality is very mid rangey. Mine's mm. mid too. I I wasn't. Uh, Especially the first couple tracks. Yeah, they're very. It's very flat sounding. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if that was just my sound just system. You. I was talking to him about it. Yeah. Um, it. Um. The rest. For some reason, it's especially apparent on the first two tracks. At least it was for me. Yeah. The rest of it sounds a little better. It sounds a little better, but it, I wouldn't say the audio quality is no incredible. It, it's fine. It's they probably just like literally took some digital files and. and I, I, it I don't and, know. It's just it's just mastered very weirdly. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound. The the digital version does not sound flat like yeah, that. Yeah, it's weird. It sounds like almost washed out kind of, right? Yeah, a little bit. A yeah, little it's bit. like, uh, you know, old colored records used to sound pretty bad, too. I wonder That's if it's fair. one of those things where it's like, yeah. this was just not printed well. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, I, and I think part of it, too, is that uh, it's recycled vinyl. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's how they get the swirl. So. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, um, but sometimes recycled vinyl, the quality is kind of middling. Yeah. So. Well, we paid, what, like 35 bucks a piece, something like that? Yeah, I paid. That charged you 35 bucks each. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it actually went up since we bought it. Did it? No way. I was like, if I return it, do I get the higher value on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, will, I, I will say that it, I don't think it's really worth $35. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but... I, if I listened to it first, I wouldn't have bought it either. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of this album. It has sentimental value to me, so I will... I'd buy it again, and I would buy. Sure. I'll buy yeah. Astro Lounge 100%. when it comes out. Yeah, I'm I'll buy it. Where like Astro Lounge, I pay fifty dollars for. It. Oh, like, totally. I, really I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought there were legitimately more songs on this album that I would be into, but it turns out, um, "Walking on the Sun" is the one song that I'm like. And why oh, can't yeah. we be friends? Oh, I hate that song. <laughs> the song sucks. Um, okay, well, Jimmy, you know, you can go ahead and give your verdict first. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my my review of this is pretty even-handed like like the album's like an eight out of 13 like it's it's wow. not it's not terrible but like um it's not my idea of smash mouth sure which which is not even the fault of this album um i kind of bought into this album because both of you were very enthusiastic and then i said <laughs> yes i will also have one um but um again not my idea of smash mouth I think the album is fine. It has some very cool punk pop, punk. That's really hard for me to say today. Uh, riffs in it, um, but overall, I don't think I would purchase it again if I had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Bell, man, I was gonna say that maybe Ska isn't that bad, but I think it's just that Smash Mouth is that good. Maybe. You know, hey, that's Ska. actually really interesting perspective. Yeah, this album is a total time capsule of the '90s, and best of all, it holds up even this long later. I do wish a few songs were removed to make this a tighter experience, but, uh, you know, I changed some of my thoughts part way through. So I'm going to finish yeah, this Yeah, I heard thought. you furiously typing away. Yeah, I, I put, but I'm so glad I own this album. And I was going to put it in the ninth spot, but after re-listening as we're talking about it and talking about it more, I don't think it's that high, and I'm not that glad I own this album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it in the 12th spot, um, below Hot Show by Prozac and above Songs of Innocence by U2. That might be still being generous because I like the album as a whole, 
because I like the band as a whole, and because I think Why Can't We Be Friends really was that good when I was listening to it. What's what's in the 14th spot? The 14th spot. Uh, so it's above Songs of Innocence and Ballads won by Joji. I think it's the 15th spot. Wow, you're <laughs> Ballads by that'd Joji? Be, uh, that'd be Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's not my kind of fun for the most part. But again, maybe context-wise... Nah, really, there's only a couple songs. I don't need to be an apologist for this album. <laughs> I would consider returning it if it wasn't such a crazy album cover yeah. and fun record itself. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, speaking of Crosby, Stills, we said that album was very of a time, or very of its time. This album is very of its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no real solid side to the album, maybe, is the issue. Like, if Why Can't That's We fair. Be Friends was yeah. on Yeah, a, it's very much a CD I'd album. I'd be like, sick. It's a very much a CD yeah, album. Yeah, I'd be like, A is solid, uh, but it's not the Fonz ends it, and it's like the Fonz ending side A. Yeah, and I think I I, I want to say that the track cutoff is kind of arbitrary because the runouts are different on both sides. Mm. So yeah, uh, I liked it. I I mean, obviously, I convinced people to buy it. Um, I have a lot. Yeah, sentimental. You liked it so much that the two of us bought it. Oh yeah, I I don't know. I His enthusiasm <laughs> is sometimes infectious because otherwise he's like you. He's never excited about anything. Yeah. yeah, I don't like a lot of pop punk, but the stuff I do like, I'm really a big fan of it. Um, I like when it's a little immature, but not like Blink-182 immature. And this kind of oh, nails that's it. that's kind of what I like. This kind of nails it for me. Yeah, that's like just a little too far for me. It, which is funny because I love Bloodhound Gang, which is in soup, like Very immature. The most immature stuff you can listen to. Right turn, Clyde. <laughs> we'll talk about that maybe someday. Um, but yeah, this one was really hard to rate for me, honestly, because I feel a little similarly. I like most of the songs, but a few of them, yeah, they're just not super strong. Um, but man, I think Steve crushes it. On a lot of the vocals, I think the instrumentation is pretty decent. I love some of those guitar riffs and solos that just come out of nowhere, especially if you haven't listened to this album before. Um, and I like a good, you know, kind of pop punky ska sound a lot of the time, um, especially with it being toned down on the ska side. The horns are really only present on a few tracks. Um, it's kind of dumb fun, but I really dig the vibe. I would rate this if the release itself was a little better, if the album played uh, a little higher quality. I would probably rate it at an eight, um, but I'm going to give it a 7.5 just because of that. I think the package it comes in is still pretty decent, and uh, I'm happy about it. I, I I love this album. It's great. Hmm. It's great. Well, guys, what have you been listening to this week? Uh, not a lot. Um, I got back from uh, vacation, um, and I really haven't had a time to You're listen. Listen to tan. You yeah, were on the, yeah, I went to. You're on the plane. You didn't listen to music on the plane. No, I watched a movie. I watched uh, 22 Drum Street on the plane. Well, I know you can answer this question. What records have you gotten recently? Oh, what record have I gotten? Oh, I got a bunch of Glenn Campbell records. Um, <laughs> you, got, you got one. The rest were Dean Martin. No, there's two Glenn Campbell records. I don't think so. Oh, maybe they are Dean Martin yeah, records. Because yeah. I had that huge collection of Dean Martin. Oh, God, I love Dean Martin. Uh, Dean Martin. Uh, versatile. Oh. Rat Pack. Yeah. Great musician. Um, had to p- pretend he was drunk for most of his career. Kind of sad. Pretend? No, he yeah, it was, it's an act. He he was a he was a heavy drinker at one point, but he gave up drinking at one uh, later on in his career and just had to pretend he was drunk for the rest of his career. Just because people knew him as that. Yeah, he was known as that. That's crazy. Yeah, it sucks for him, but yeah. like it's very it's kind of funny. Hey, at least he stuck to his morals and just kept not drinking. Yeah, that's cool. So anyway, anything um, else you got that I didn't force onto you? Um, did I get an album for Christmas? No, I didn't. No, um, no, actually, that's not that's not true. My uncle Paul got me a the record by this guy named Jimmy Lefebvre, Um, and it's kind of like a bluesy album. I kind of enjoyed it. 
but it's on CD, so I, I, I can only listen to it in the car because I don't have a CD player in the. You have a CD player in your car? Yeah, your car had one too. We no. had the same same car. I don't. I drive a Tesla. There's no CD. I'm um, sorry. Was, he used to drive the same car as I did. <laughs> what about you? Did you get any new records lately? Yeah, I got a couple. I got uh, a Mad Caddies re-release for a Duck and Cover, which I'll probably choose at some point. And I also got uh, Aesop Rock's new album, Integrated Tech Solutions. Did you get the one with the light and the billboard? No, because it's like $400, and I missed the pre-order. That was only like, what, $150, $200, bucks, something like that. It was still crazy yeah, I was expensive. Say, still Still very but, expensive. But yeah, it has a light in the album cover, so it shines to the billboard oh, or whatever it is. Oh, that's neat. It's cool. It's, oh, it's gonna, super cool I was going to say, I forgot I bought an album. It comes on Monday, so we don't, oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't have it yet. But I bought uh, Tool's Lateralis album. Sure, Which and that leads us into another thing, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, but yeah, they're both pretty good. I listened to them over the Christmas holidays. Um, I've enjoyed them both Ooh. very much. Yes, good purchases. Yeah, that's good. How about you? You buy anything? Yeah. So luckily enough, I got a real copy of Blonde by Frank Ocean. A real? Not a bootleg copy like I had previously that sounded fine and had other tracks that weren't on the album because it's just a bootleg. <laughs> How'd you I got an actual it? one. They randomly restocked. I had been following Frank Ocean's story on Instagram with notifications on in case they just do another drop. And they did, and I got one. Nice. Let's go. We're going to cover that when it comes in, because even though we've talked about Frank Ocean, it was the biggest regrets episode, and it's because that album didn't play in my record player. It's a squirkle. Yeah, Yeah, it was egg-shaped. I also got given the Finger Eleven Greatest Hits from uh, for Christmas. I got to say, Finger Eleven's Greatest Hits are fire. I don't know about the rest of their music, it's, but it's tucks. did you know it's also be... signed by the band? Oh, oh man, that's cool. They used to be called the Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Did you know that? I do know. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about. I, I might pick that as just a, an album. As I don't know how what our sure. our, state, our status on uh, covering great hit greatest hits. Wow, hard sentence. Yeah, I don't know how we feel about covering greatest hits, but I would be we interested to do that. I own a lot of greatest hits. I have like one or two greatest hits albums. Yeah. It, it, it's like one thing I own. So I own a lot of live albums. Um, we've already covered those. And then I own a lot of soundtrack albums. And then the rest of it that I have a lot of are like greatest hits and best of and mm-hmm. like yeah, compilations. doing a topic on it. Uh, but it's hard because I have so many good ones. Like yeah. I would love to do, I have Our Lady Peace, I have Finger Eleven, Ooh. I have Blink-182. Yeah. It's like, how am I going to choose one for this topic versus being like... Which, which one has Miss You on it? Uh, the greatest hits of Blink-182. Yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> an obvious choice. Yeah, so that's what I got. Um and then today, after we record this episode, I'm going to go down to the States and pick up my copy of uh, Alchemy by Disclosure, which I'm very excited about. Cool. Yeah. But next week, we're talking about... Picture discs. Picture, Picture discs. discs. That's our topic. We all own one. Picture disc. Well, yeah, I think we all hopefully, literally... Hopefully on Monday, I find out that the, this Tool album is, in fact, a Picture disc. If not, it'll be a different topic, and you'll never know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, it's Picture Discs. Um, do you know what you're using, Ploof, for yeah. your picture disc? Uh, Hail Mary Malin Bestiary is a picture disc. By who? Those are all words. Yeah, like that was like one long word. So Bestiary is the album. Hail Mary Malin is a group. It is, uh, you guys are going to hate me, but it's Aesop Rock and uh, Rob Sonic. And uh, you'll hate, see. I don't Rob Sonic me. of Sonic Youth? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob no. Sonic the Hedgehog? What's your, uh, what's your picture disc, young fella? Mine is Wanted on Voyage by George Ezra of the song Budapest. My house in Budapest, my, my lit. No, you don't know that one? Nine and a half of me, yeah. Well, very good. Very deep, soulful voice for oh. a guy. Oh. like 
I don't know, 19 at the time this song or this album released. I enjoy a deep, soulful voice. But it is it is a picture disc. And then yours is what tool album? Uh, Lateralis. Uh, Great album. I don't even know how I'm going to search your two albums. I don't know what Plus said. Plus was in English. And then Lateralis is just a hard word. Sure. But tune in and we'll share our thoughts on that next week sure on Final Verdict. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye.